Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, let's talk some Sabres. Joe DiBiase here on the nightcap. 803-0550 is the phone number for your calls over the next hour. Leading you into the weekend, two afternoon games for the Sabres, 3 o'clock tomorrow against the Penguins, 3 o'clock Sunday against the Penguins. The Sabres will not have Linus Allmark in net. He is week to week. That's the update today from interim head coach Don Granato. I want to talk about Granato tonight, but... Allmark being out before I get to Jack Eichel and Granado. Allmark being out, I think, leaves an opportunity for the Sabres to go get one of these top free agent college goalies. If it's just Dustin Tokarski and Michael Hauser, who's on your taxi squad, you know, you'll want to get Uka Pekalukin in a game or two in there. I don't need him playing every game up here, though. Rochester is still the right place for him, given he has struggled mightily down there this season. And if the Sabres are going to go after one of these guys, let me pull the names up again real quick, because I'm not, they're not names yet that are just rolling off my tongue, these college free agents. You've got Strauss Mann, Goaltender from Michigan started in front of Sabre prospect Eric Portillo this past season. He's an undrafted free agent. Adam Scheel from North Dakota. Dryden McKay from Minnesota State. Those are the top three college free agent goaltenders. And you know, college free agency comes around once a year and it's like, oh, this guy would be exciting, right? What was, um, oh, who's the devil's guy that everyone thought the Sabres were going to get? Will Butcher. Will Butcher chose the Devils after the Sabres were in the running. And 
I actually even remember the following development camp the year after when the Sabres played the Devils in a prospects challenge. This is how into hockey Buffalo is. We booed Will Butcher because he didn't come here as a college free agent. And Will Butcher has turned into what? You know, an okay second-pair defenseman. He had a really good rookie year offensively with 44 points in 81 games. And then he had 30 points in 78, you know, okay. And then he had 21 and 56 last year. That's fine. This year, three points in 11 games played. He's having an okay career. For those guys, that's typically the best you're going to do is an okay career. But the Sabres in net right now is a desperate situation. Allmark is an undrafted, unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Hutton is gone, and you don't want to bring him back. Tukarski's an AHL goaltender, and Lukanen's not ready. Neither is Portillo. Portillo's going to start at Michigan next year. So, where am I in net for the Sabres? Everything behind them is clear. Lukanen with the Amherst, Portillo at Michigan. Maybe they enter, maybe they get to the NHL as soon as 2023. But, not next year. We don't know who either one of the Sabres goalies are going to be next year. And I'm not saying it's even probable that Straussman or Dryden McKay or Adam Scheel would be those guys. But if they're the top netminders on the market, let's bring them in, promise them a big workload, which is a way to get them here. You know, if I'm going to try to convince Straussman to come to the Sabres, how do I do it? I mean, playing time is going to be maybe the number one priority for some of these guys. And I'm sure landing spot will be too, but playing time. You know, how many teams right now in the NHL can offer one of these three guys, hey, you're the starting goalie for the rest of the season? Because the Sabres can promise that, and it will benefit them as well. Because if you get lucky, and one of these guys comes in and even plays to an NHL backup level, then, all right, we've got one goalie going into next year that we know we've got under contract. And the downside is, okay, didn't really work out, wasn't all that good here, we'll send him to Rochester to play with Lukanen. That's the downside. And the upside, again, is I find one of my two NHL goaltenders. So that's where the Sabres are in net. I will be supremely disappointed if they don't end up with one of those three. Because they should be able to do it. Because of the playing time they can offer, the minutes. You know, Tokarski doesn't need to play. Lukanen doesn't need to play here. Hauser certainly doesn't need to play. Give him a game or two. But you have got... How many games in total did the Sabres have left? They are at... 40, hold on, let me make sure I get this right, 43 games played. you got 13 games left. Nine of those, nine or ten of those, I would like to see go to one of these undrafted free agents, uh, college guys coming into the league. So, quick take there on the goaltending situation. Really where I want to spend tonight's show, though, is on Granado some, but I don't know how interesting that is. I mean, it is interesting, and... You know, he sounds the part, doesn't he? And I'm trying not to get swept up in just how he sounds because that's what happened to me with Tim Murray. I fell for Tim Murray as the Sabres general manager because I could listen to him talk about the team for an hour in a business where 
most coaches and GMs are just unlistenable. Murray was a show. He would tell you exactly what he thought at any given moment. But was he a good GM? Because the answer to that was no. Never address the blue line. Never. Now, I'm trying not to just get swept up in that with Granado, because Granado sounds the part. You know, he's exactly everything that I wanted the Sabres to have in Bruce Boudreaux. Because that was when Kruger got fired, even before Kruger got fired. Boudreaux was on the record wanting the job, and he's an offensive mind. He is a proven commodity. He was the guy I wanted. But it really was mostly because I, you know he plays an open system, an aggressive style. Worrying about scoring goals and not necessarily your defensive responsibilities at every single moment of the game. But here's Granado, not just talking like that, but he's got the team playing that way. Middlestat is flying out there right now. Dalene is flying out there. He looks like a completely different player. If anything should get Granado this job on a permanent basis, it probably should just be... Hey, look what I did with Rasmus Dahlin. He was having a setback. He was regressing at 20. And I stepped in. He wouldn't talk like this, I'm sure. But he could. I stepped in, and after a week, he was back on the track of a franchise defenseman and looking like a guy that could win a Norris Trophy someday. That's how good Darlene looks right now. And Yoki Haru too, who was brutal at the beginning of the year under Ralph Kruger. And he looks like a top pair defenseman. That Darlene yoki Haru pairing is the best, in my eyes, the best pairing they've got going right now since Myers to Leander. There's not a lot of great Sabre defense pairings to point to. You got to go way back. Maybe it's Myers to Leander, rookie Myers. With Henrik Tolliner, like, when he won the call there, that pairing was awesome. Um, and before that, you know, who did Brian Campbell play with? Was that Spotchuk? That's how far you got to go back. It's only a week or two that they've been together playing like this, but they look awesome. They look like a franchise pairing. Pillars of a blue line going forward. And Granado did it. Granado's the one. He, he, left, he lifted the restraints off of Darlene. And Thompson, too. Thompson looks like he's skating a lot better, and he looks more free. All the young guys. I can go through all the names. Asplund and Cousins. like every th- Skinner, even. Skinner's not a young guy, but he's a part of this team. You want to run through a list of guys that are a part of this future, no doubt? You get to Skinner right away just because of the contract. Like They've got to make that work. And Skinner is right now on about a 20-goal pace under, under Don Granado. I think four goals in 15 games, four goals in 14 games. And that's not $9 million worth, but it's also not embarrassing like we saw under Kruger. So I think right now, with Granado having the team looking like they're looking and having just sounding, sounding like this. I do feel responsibility to the fans and the Sabres you know, contingent, 
you know, we're in the entertainment business. It should be entertaining. I, I want to be entertained. So I can only imagine the fans. And that was one thing that I had in mind was to make our games more intriguing, interesting, fun, entertaining. And with every team I've coached, this is no different. I'm not coaching. I'm not trying to coach to necessarily to this situation as much as I'm just coaching the way I coach. And that fits. And that's always been my philosophy and approach to it. We all love the game. So let's play it at a, at a level that we can enjoy it as well. Donnie. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy that should be the Sabres' favorite to be their head coach. Over the field. I'm going to throw that out there. I don't know if you think if you agree with me. I'm just, I'm just spe- guessing, speculating, that I would take Granado over the field today to be their permanent head coach. I don't know how you could deny him the job. Could it, have, could it go any better? You know, I guess the record. <laughs> I haven't got to the record yet. It's five, six, and three. It's not great. If they win tomorrow, he'll have equaled Kruger's win total, though. So it's better. It's about 500 hockey. Everything else, though, and even, you know what? 500 hockey with this roster is, is actually impressive. So I don't really think it could have gone any better so far for him. So I don't know how you deny him the job and... The Sabres, I think the reported number is $3.7 million is going to Ralph Kruger. They're going to already have a ton of money invested in the bench because of Kruger's contract and having to pay him still. So, Granado's not going to be, I would imagine, not nearly as expensive to you as Boudreaux or Gallant or Julien. You know, he checks that box too. He's got to be the favorite over anybody. The only name that I'll throw out there as a, a name that I am not even just worried about but terrified of, what happens with John Tortorella? What I, what I mean by that, and he is the guy I am terrified of. His contract is up in Columbus, and... The wind is blowing towards he wants out of there. And the Blue Jackets probably have their own reasoning to move on from that. I mean, star star player after star player has walked out the door with him as their coach. And he is going to be looking for a different opportunity, assuming he doesn't re-sign there. And, you know, I spoke with Adam Benini about a month ago, and I asked him about John Tortorella. And he said, well, the one thing I know is he really enjoyed his time here. And he loves it here. And could this team be looked at as a challenge to him? Like, would he, would he want this job? And the thing I'm more terrified of is, would the Sabres like that idea? Because, you know, I, you can get there. I can't get there, but some people could get there. Kick the players in the pants. Really get them going. No BS. That hard-nosed type of coach that everywhere he goes, at least at the beginning, he gets the most out of his team. The Blue Jackets, when he took over, were like 0-8 to start a season. He took over, and they were they were good for three years. They were in the playoffs, a franchise that had never been in the postseason. Except for one time, 
was a consistent playoff performer. A consistent playoff, you know, qualifier at least. And that, I think, could appeal to the Pagulas and the Sabres. And I, I'm glad Granados looked as good as he has because he, to me, minimizes the, uh, the odds that that's going to happen. That one, Tortorella is going to leave Columbus. Two, he is going to like the idea of the challenge that is the Buffalo Sabres. And three, the Sabres will like the idea too. That's what I want to avoid at all costs. And the way Granado is looking right now as their head coach, I think he is making that, that disaster scenario for me look less and less likely. Middlestat, six goals under Granado. Thompson, four. Skinner, four. Asplund, four. All within 14 games played. I know Asplund's played a few last, like, nine games maybe for him. This has got to be your guy. I think this has got to be your guy. 803-0550 is the phone number. I'm going to take a timeout here, and I see a couple people calling in right now. Uh, we'll get some calls in on the next in the next segment on whether you would take Don Granado over the field to be their head coach and whether they should make him the permanent head coach. I don't know how much of an argument there is there, so... Maybe the first subject there is better, or the first question there is better. And I also want to get to Eichel, of course, because that's the big story of the day with the team. Darren Dreger on the Instigators earlier today dropping some bombs and... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Right, let's, we'll, we'll talk Eichel trade. It's not a fun topic, but it really is one that I think we need to have. That's next here on the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. You guys know when I took over a few weeks ago, we talked about restructuring our practices and the emphasis of almost reverting this training camp type practices to become better conditioned, become more explosive. Uh, we had to sell that to the guys, obviously, because the demand of the schedule and then that demand that we were gonna ask of them in practice was something that they were gonna have to endure, feeling that it might hurt us in the short run. But if we can get through the seven to 10 days of really hard, high-paced, high-tempo skates, that the benefit would be great on the other side. And I think that is a big part of it. Our guys are much more comfortable and they have a much more pop and explosiveness. You see them looking to use speed and we're not wearing down late. That is Sabres head coach Don Granado. It's a perfect example of a coach not trying to mold his players to his system, but instead molding the system to the players. The Sabres have a fast team. 
even without Eichel on the ice. Eichel's their fastest player. But think about the team they had at the beginning of the year. Eichel is has elite speed. Taylor Hall has elite speed. Middlestat has got really good speed. Darlene, speed-wise, he's good, and then edge work and like the skating ability is awesome. Yoki Haru's a really good skater. We didn't see it a lot because he's often standing in one place, but now that he's allowed to kind of jump in on four checks, like he's got some wheels. They've got speed all over this roster. And Kruger had them playing like a slow team. He had them playing like, remember that Sabre team with O'Reilly? Um, and Ryan, well, Reinhardt's still here, obviously, but Reinhardt at the time, like you had way too many players at the top of your lineup that just weren't fast. And they needed to go address that. And this team is different. This team is fast. But Kruger was was coaching the team like he didn't have that. Like, it's because he wanted to play conservative style. Molding the players to his system. Granado's like, I got speed all over the place. Let's open up the floodgates. And adaptability like that is what I want to see from a head coach. And Granado is showing you that. I'll get to calls in a second here at 8030550, but if I could just finish this point about the adaptability Granado is showing, it's one thing I always gave Lindy Ruff a lot of credit for. Go through Lindy's career. Why did it last so long? Why was he so successful? Why is he fifth or sixth? Sixth all-time in wins in the NHL? He was adaptable. He first got here with Dominic Hashik as his goaltender, played a very defensive sound system. Then, a few years go by, 05-06, the Sabres got speed all over the place, they got skill all over the place. Oh, that year and then the year after, it's, all right, let's go outscore them. And they were like the highest scoring team in the league with these small, fast guys. Then, a couple more years go by, and okay, a goalie's my best player again, and Ryan Miller, let's lock it down, let's play shutdown defense. Kruger was the opposite of that. Kruger's going to play the same way no matter who his players are. And Granado strikes me as a guy that will change. Because he recognizes what he's got. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why he's really growing on me. And I'm just about sold on him being this team's head coach. Um, I do want to talk Eichel trade as well. So if you want to throw that my way, feel free. Darren Dreger earlier today did say that if he had to guess, he would say Eichel's not back next season. He mentioned the Kings as a team that is interested. They have some big guns in their prospect system at the top. Uh, Quentin Byfield, second overall pick from last year, is the first name. And then Alex Turcott, fifth overall from last year, from two years ago, is the other guy. So uh, that's also on the docket here, but Granado too. 8030550 is the phone number. Let's go to Jim. You're first up on the nightcap. What's up, Jim? Hey, uh, sneaky Joe. Uh, I heard you talking about Granado. Uh, he's growing on me as well. I was just listening to what you were saying about him, and I heard you mention Tortorella. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he'd be a good fit here, considering the the Pagula's, uh, uh mind frame. Uh, looking over at the Bills side of of things, if if you will, but concerning what he's done in the short time that he's been an interim coach. I mean, you got to give him at least one more year. And, like, you brought up the situation with Eichel possibly being traded. Like, why not give Eichel one more year with Granado and see what he can do with him? Especially with Matt Ellis as the the assistant coach. And yep. uh, forgive me, I, I forget uh, the other. Dan, Dan Girardi. And Girardi, yes. 
they're both young assistant coaches that are all of them are well experienced. I mean, why not have a, a bit of a younger type mind frame behind the bench? Yeah. Hey, hey, Jim. Thanks for the call. I, I want to get some other callers here, but you know what? Like, I also don't. I don't think they need to have experience. I'm not a guy that thinks that that's vital. Even even in the front office, in the scouting department, you should probably have somebody that's been there and done that, and they've now done that with Jason Carmanos. But you want to think of things a different way? You want to get ahead of the curve? How do you do that? You do that with guys that haven't been poisoned by the way things are and the way things operate for years and years, and that's been beat into their head. You know? Taking your own approach to something rather than just, oh, how you were taught to do something. That doesn't have to go poorly. And, you know, you could use the Sabres assistant coaches as an example for that. Granado's been a head coach, so, you know, not in the NHL level, but AHL, uh, the U.S. National Development Program. He, he's been uh, the head coach of teams before. So he's not quite that point, but I don't think it'll be up to them, though. Sure, like, I, I would like to see Eichel with Granado. I want to see what that looks like. But if they trade him, my guess is it'll be because he doesn't want to stick around. And at that point, it's not really up to the Sabres. I mean, it is in a way, but you're in a bad situation if he says, I don't want to play, and you keep playing him. So thanks for the call, Jim. Let's go to Harry. You're next up on the nightcap. What's up, Harry? Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, you made a couple of points about Eichel. It's really up to him. If he's mentally checked out, then you might as well just move on. But uh, maybe he'll take a he, maybe he'll look things going and decide he wants to stick around and see if he can fit in. Drake yeah. this morning on the Instigators gave Renato's resume, and he's never coached as a head coach in the NHL, but he's got a lot of coaching background, and he also has a lot of exposure to young elite players in this country. The guy is practically like having another scout on the team. I wonder if anybody asked Renato or Kevin Adams, if, like, whose idea was it to go after Bjork or Kajula? These are both players that have a connection to Renato. He's a guy who knows these players and tells Adams, look, I can work with this guy, bring him in. That's really big. And one last point. If you're happy with the way the team's playing right now, you've got players unlocking their potential under Granado, why would you change it all by bringing in a new coach now? Why, why subject this young team to coach with another philosophy when this one seems to be working yeah especially since like the system like you know those growing pains that everyone always talks about when a coach just first steps in like those are already being worked out so i agree i don't think it makes any sense to bring in a new guy um and i actually you know you bring up kajula and bjork and i don't know that those are you know quote unquote uh granado guys but it does make me think about it like are they bringing in guys Granado likes? Because that would lead you to, all right, he's got the job. You know? So, thanks thanks for the call, Harry. Because I, I think that's a good point about Bjork and Kajula. And his experience, too. I'm looking at it right now. Head coach all over the place for the U.S. program. And way back when, AHL coach for the Chicago Wolves, 2008 through 2010. And he actually, Granado, funny enough, Granado has been a scout. So, you like, Harry's just said that, you know, like, he, he's kind of a scout from his U.S. Uh, development program uh, experience. 
Go back before he was an AHL head coach, actually even in between. 2010-2011, Granado's a scout for the Vancouver Canucks. And then 2006-2008, through 2008, he's a scout for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you want experience? You want versatility between your front office and your head coaching staff? And you want a guy that can evaluate players that has experience? He checks those boxes, too. Thanks for the call, Harry. 803-0550 is the phone number. Let's go to Jonathan and Alden. You're on the nightcap. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, Joe. Um, I'm a bit hesitant on giving Granado the keys. I mean, yes, I like what I've seen from him so far. I like that Dolan's looking better. I like how the team's looking better. However, I you mentioned this earlier with with um with Murray, how you liked how he sounded but didn't work out. And I keep going back to the first 12 games with Ralph Kruger where – we started 9-2-1, and one, and I was impressed with Kruger. And then, of course, it all fell apart. It wasn't as fluky as um, the 10-game win streak with Housley. I mean, I mean, hopefully it'll work out. If, 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 he, if he does work out, I'll eat my words. I'm just a little bit hesitant as to what we've been through. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jonathan. I think there's reason to be hesitant on anything they do. <laughs> you know, I, I think I've sounded very optimistic tonight about them. And that's, I mean, in part because look where we were a month ago. They were last in the league. They couldn't get out of that losing streak. They had a head coach that you just couldn't believe he was still employed. They had veteran players all veteran players littered throughout the lineup that meant nothing to the future of this organization. That's where we were a month ago. Eric Stahl playing minutes. He's going to be gone. Montour playing minutes. He's going to be gone. Hall. Matt Irwin. I know he's still playing technically, but all those veteran players littered throughout the lineup. And now it's young guys, and it's fresh, and it's hopeful, and it's also 500 hockey versus can't win a game, can't even get to overtime. So I sound optimistic because of the comparison to where we were a month ago, but that is right. You have to be hesitant, and you have to question everything they do because of the way the organization is structured, and the history of this team in the last couple of years. But, you know, for Granado, he's he's a positive light right now. Um, he's a light at the end of the tunnel, at least. Eichel being traded, though, is not a light at the end of the tunnel. That feels like darkness, and that feels like another step back. But I don't know if it would actually feel like that if it happened. Because if it did happen, it might kind of feel like relief. You know? Like for fans at least. I'm not saying this for the team. Maybe it is for Eichel. But for fans, wouldn't it just be like, all right, we're not always thinking about this now. You know, we don't have to worry about starting over. Because we don't have to worry about whether our captain agrees with it. Or whether he wants out. Or whether he's going to want out. And, at the same time, it would feel fresh. It would feel new. And any amount of that, I think, has to feel good. That does not mean, though, it's smart. And that does not mean it's a good idea. Because I am here to argue for trading him being stupid. But I do think that other thing I just said is also correct. I think it would feel 
I think it would feel better than we think had that trade happened. If they started next season with a top six that read like Dylan Cousins. I want to make sure I get the right names here. Dylan Cousins, Sam Reinhart, Casey Middlestat, Quentin Byfield, Alex Turcott, and Jeff Skinner. And then you've got Victor Olofsson somewhere in there. You know, like, different would feel good. I don't think it would work, though. I don't think you'd win that trade. And you don't get centers like Jack Eichel. You don't find them. That's why it's amazing to everyone else around the country that he could be available. I mean, it makes sense because of where the Sabres are and where they've been and how far into his career he is. But players like Eichel don't come available. How do you find another one? Cousins looks good. He looks very good. Is he going to be a Hart Trophy finalist type player like Eichel is? I don't think he's going to get there. Again, that's a high bar. That's not meant to be critical of Cousins. I just think it's so rare to have that level of offensive ability. And I don't think anyone else in the organization possesses that ceiling, that potential. Cousins will get you as close as you can get. Even the guy they would get, Quentin Byfield, who went second overall last year. This wasn't like a generational prospect. It's a guy that could be a number one center in the league, but not generational. So where do you get Eichel again? You're, the answer is you don't. You're not going to replicate him. So that's the risk. Because remember what... It's hard to look at this as a negative because of what the last 10 years have been. But think about where we were 10 years ago. What were we dying to get? What were we obsessed with getting? The, the big number one franchise center. The Sabres had everything else going to some extent. They had scoring wingers. They had a good blue line. They had a good goaltender, a great goaltender. They had a good head coach. But none of it mattered because they didn't have the center. And when you have that guy and you give him up, that's going to feel, that's going to be the thing that I'll think about is where will we get another one? And can we win without getting another one? At least on the macro. Can they win a cup? Those those dreams are just so far away, though, that I'm not sure they matter right now. It's like, can we just even get back to being respectable and then we can worry about that stuff? I don't know. 803-0550 is the phone number. Any last calls, we'll get in before Darren Dreger. I do want to bring you Darren Dreger, though, when we return. If you missed his comments from earlier on Eichel specifically, stay tuned for that after this here on WGR.